Oh, this is terrible. Only get divorced and remarried once this year. <laughs> Woo! Wow, that's uh, that that's a rough one. I'm. We're, let's move on from that one. I hope all of you had an extra special Christmas. Mine was pretty awesome. It was very quiet, very chill, but definitely would do it all over again if I had the option. But after Christmas, what's the next big holiday? It's the new year. We're stepping into an entire new season. At the time of this podcast, it will be two days that we will be in an entirely new year. And with that comes the desire for change or something new. I'm not sure if this stretches across all cultures or if it's mainly Western culture or even more specifically American culture. But I do know that it's very common around here to start setting goals for yourself, right? Personal goals. Something that you want to see done in your life. Sometimes people add to their bucket list or they create an entirely new bucket list. And I'm not a bucket list type of guy. There are certain things that I definitely want to do in my life. But I don't have a bucket list in the sense that they're just things that you do just for the sake of saying that you did it type of thing. They're more, uh, they're more concrete, uh, leave more of an impact. People want to add life improvements, you know, you want to put on that new room in your house, you want to start getting more fit, you want to get into a relationship, you want to have a kid, you want to get your finances in order, so on and so forth. Or you just start a checklist of these are all the things in 2023 that I am going to do. Maybe not even just start. These are things that I'm going to finish in this next year. So you give yourself a checklist. And none of that is inherently wrong, I think, but hear me out here. I think setting goals and checklists is often, well, more often than not, I would say, forced by expectations from others rather than personal motivation to improve yourself, right? There's a lot of peer pressure going on and everyone's going to be asking you questions. Well, maybe not everyone, but a lot of you in your circles, people are going to be saying some really, really stupid things, you know, because they want to see if you're on par with them or they're trying to distract from the fact that they don't have any goals and they feel lesser than or they're trying to use you as inspiration for setting their own goals. Either way, it's more more often than not, I think, put on by peer pressure and expectations from external factors and sources rather than an inner personal desire to be better, to improve. People are going to be asking you things like, oh, hey, are you going to work out more this year? You know, you're getting kind of tubby there. Or who do you want to be at the end of this year? I hate that question so much. It's so vague. And like, who do you want to be at the end of the year? I mean, come on, throw it right back at him. All I want to be is a child of God at the end of the year. 
at the end of any year, really. But who do you want to be at the end of the year? You hear that one quite a bit. Um, another one is you should uh, focus on making more money this year. Nothing wrong with that, as we talked about before. Definitely nothing wrong with making money. But is that your entire focus? I think more I should focus on my relationship with God and he'll direct me as to how he wants me to make money, right? So people want you to do more uh, base and superficial things like that. Or you should travel more. You haven't really been out and about much. You should travel more, see the world. Well, it's easy to set that goal out when you're talking about someone else. They're not the one. You're not the one who has to shovel out thousands upon thousands of dollars to go anywhere internationally, right? <laughs> when people just put these ideas out, it makes me chuckle because, well, why don't you go do it? If it's so important to you, you go do it, and I'll, you can tell me about it when you get back, and it'll be just like I was there. How about that? People don't seem to like that to answer very much, but that's what I say. Or just, you know, the list goes on and on. I think doing X, Y, and Z would do you some good in this coming year. You should really think about it. Think about applying it to your life. And I don't think, guys, that people have bad intentions talking about these things. I don't think they're trying to sabotage you. They're trying to set you up for failure or push bad things on you. I really do think that more often than not, they do have good intentions. They really do want to see you improve yourself. But I also think that it's kind of self-centered to put people on the spot like that and try to get in their personal business too much. You know what I'm saying? It's like my personal goals are my business and no one else's type of type of deal. And all these people are trying to just shove other ideas down your throat. Once again, nothing wrong with setting goals in and of itself. But if it's only someone else's idea and not your idea, is it really worth doing? Should you do it at all, right? What's the main source of this change? And I'm going to talk a little more about how we actually implement effective change. The main crux of the matter is, did God tell you to do any of those things that people are suggesting or that even you have ideas about? We all get different ideas. I'm definitely the type of person who I can get a crazy idea in my head and then go for it, start setting out, and then very soon I'll find out this is not what I thought it was going to be. And then I'll burn out and just quit and I'll be short of whatever money I blew on it and left feeling like I failed, you know, even though I never really lost anything to begin with. But I still started something and wasn't able to finish it. And the simple reason is God didn't actually tell me to do any of that stuff. It was my own harebrained idea, and I set out to do it without checking with the Holy Spirit. You know, God isn't actually distant in this area at all. He wants to set goals for you and see you get where you have to go more than you want to get there. It says in Proverbs 16:9 that the mind of a man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Not nah, man, can I ever relate to that? I definitely have planned my own way in certain phases of life. I've definitely had my own ideas, definitely wanted to go my own path. But then the Lord came in and he began to direct my steps. Only, however, when I surrendered myself to his plans. If you want to do your own thing, God's going to let you. That's the scary part. He will let you do your own thing. He's not going to force you to do anything. But when you actually surrender and listen to him, 
he'll actually start directing your steps and it takes all the mystery out of things. It's so awesome. Instead of trying to figure things out on your own, just let God tell you step A, step B, all the way to Z. And life can be so much more easier and less stressful because the onus isn't on you to figure things out. You know, God isn't bound by our calendar, which is another reason I have a problem with New Year's resolutions, right? God isn't bound by the Roman calendar, the Gregorian calendar, or any other type of calendar. Uh, The Mayan calendar, (laughs) even though that one's obsolete now. But he's more concerned with his perfect timing because he can see all of time. Absolutely. God can step in and out of time whenever he wants to. It says in Isaiah 57, 15, that God inhabits eternity. Think about that. He inhabits eternity. He actually sees the beginning from the end. And there are so many verses that talk about God establishing present things, things now, things that are living and breathing right now, before the foundations of the world, or to put it another way, before the world even began, before he created the world, he was already thinking about what was going on in 2022, what was going on in 2023, and how that should look. And if there were people who were going to, who were willing, excuse me, who were willing to obey him and actually do what he wanted to do and see his plans established on earth. He saw all that from the beginning. And yet we see people all the time disobeying him, but he's not forcing them to do anything. That's the beauty of it. He's never going to force himself on anyone. He is such a gentle and loving God. But yeah, he's not bound by our calendar. He's not bound by our sense of time. So why do we always wait until the new year to set forth new goals, new plans, new improvements in our life when God's talking to you year-round about different things to do. God's talking to you year-round about who you are in him, about who he wants you to be, about where he wants you to go. And I get it. It's natural to want to see your life moving forward. But, and I'm talking from experience here, any and everything you try will feel completely, utterly, and hopelessly pointless if you're doing it just for the sake of trying it. Once again, that's why I don't have a bucket list because I can spend my time so much better seeking God and doing other things rather than just saying, oh, look at me. I did this thing. Well, whoop-de-doo. What did you get out of that? How is your life or anyone else's changed because you went bungee jumping? I mean, seriously, how is it changed? How is your life better? How is your life taking a step forward because you did this thing just for the sake of doing it so you can brag to other people and say that you did it? It's completely, absolutely pointless. And yes, we should be moving forward. We should be taking steps into what God has for us. But once again, who's who's at the steering wheel here? Who's at the rudder of the ship? Who's guiding your life? Is it you and your own harebrained ideas? Or is it God? And he's saying, hey, son, go this way. And you're going, mm, actually, I want to go over here and do this. And he's going to say, well, okay. You go right on ahead. And after you crash and burn, call me so I can come pick you up out of the rubble. And maybe then you'll be willing to listen to me. <laughs> maybe it sounds a little harsh, but, you know, that's how that's kind of how God talks to me. Because he, he knows he's got a pretty thick head to get through. But, yes, setting goals is not bad in and of itself. 
And it's very good and it's right to want to see yourself progressing forward in life, not being stagnant. I know we've talked about this before in different episodes, okay? You don't want to stay stuck. But there are seasons where God is going to tell you to wait before moving forward. That's the season I'm in right now. God's telling me and my wife, just wait, get to know me, get to know each other. And at the right time, I will move you on. Which is amazing because a few weeks ago, I was being way too busy trying to figure out things on my own, how to make things work, how to move forward into the next step. And it was all so stressful and none of it felt right. Why? Because none of it was right. And the Holy Spirit hadn't told me to do any of it. So don't make my mistake, guys. Don't end up feeling pointless. Don't end up feeling burnt out. Don't end up being stressed out because you just have to have a change in your life. When did God tell you to change anything at all at this season of life? Be thinking about that. And now we're going to take a very quick break and I'm going to tell you 10 realistic resolutions if you guys are hell-bent on actually doing resolutions. Here's some realistic ones that you should actually apply. So 10 realistic resolutions. This is taken from, I think it's pronounced holodappy.com. Anyway, I did not write these, but all credit goes to holodappy.com. 10 realistic resolutions. You can start washing your hands after you use the restroom. Imagine that. Don't be gross, guys. Wash your stinking hands. You can, number two, stop drinking orange juice after you've brushed your teeth. Have you guys ever done that? Ooh, man, I have done that, and it is bitter. It's one of the worst things ever. I actually saw this meme where all these huge jack guys are in a gym, and the super small skinny dude comes in, and they're all watching him like, what the heck is he doing here? And then he, and then he brushes his teeth, and they're like, what? And then he just starts chugging orange juice, and they're all like, oh, snap, this guy's the real deal. And they all just bow down to him. Why? Because it's that disgusting. So stop doing it. It's gross. It's not worth it. Three, you can stop licking frozen flagpoles. Is this <laughs> is this a jab at a Christmas story? I think it is. I just watched that recently with my wife, and it is always hilarious. But there's that scene where the kid gets stuck to a flagpole. I've never licked a frozen flagpole or any other frozen thing like that because, yeah, it's stupid. Why, why would you do it? Stop doing it. Keep your tongue intact. Number four. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. Only get divorced and <laughs> remarried once this year. <laughs> Woo! Wow, that's... Uh, that that's a rough one. I'm we're, let's move on from that one. Number five: watch more movie remakes. Yeah, that's absolutely attainable. Don't spend all your free time doing that. I suggest, but uh, yeah, watching movie remakes you can actually accomplish that if you were so hell bent on having New Year's resolutions. Depends on the movie though. Some movies really suck. But anyway, number six: go back to school to avoid paying your student loans for another year. Yeah, they can't charge you until you've graduated, at least I think in some cases. So, yeah, there you go. Go back to school so you can, don't have to pay your student loans for just one more year, right? That's attainable. Definitely no long-term consequences from that whatsoever. Number seven, only eat white snow. This is golden. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> wow, I just walked myself into that one. Pun intended, I, I suppose. <laughs> Only white snow. 
Yeah, I think we all learned that very, very early on. But if you need to make this a resolution, I'm genuinely concerned about you and we'll be praying for you, brother. Number eight, keep it to yourself that you have trouble with authority when being interviewed for a job. I mean, I admire your honesty if you're not doing this, but hey, you might actually get that job at the gas station or McDonald's if you kind of keep it under wraps. You know, you can have it. That's fine. You can work on that. But maybe it shouldn't be the starting point you open up with when being interviewed for something. Yeah, I really just hate being told what to do. And I kind of just really get mad and just really lip off to people a lot. But hey, I'm a great team player. <laughs> uh, number nine. Spend less than $1,825 on coffee at Starbucks this year. Oh my goodness, guys. This is terrible. Um, I actually went through and this might be from a few years ago, actually, but I went through and did the math a few months ago on how much a person will spend per year if uh, they spend, like, if they go to Starbucks once a day every morning and they buy a $5 drink or something. I think it was more money than $1,800. It was so much money. But people who go to Starbucks every morning, man, you are bleeding money. It's ridiculous. And besides, the coffee's disgusting anyway. Go somewhere where there's real coffee. Number 10, claim all your pets as dependents on your taxes. I don't know if you can actually do this. Does anyone know if you can claim your pets as dependents? Because I might need to get some pets then because that's saving me some money. But maybe not with all the foods and vet bills you have to get. Maybe it kind of balances out. I'm not sure. But if you already have pets, maybe you can claim them as dependents. And get yourself a nice fat refund in the in the mail, right? So those are 10 realistic resolutions you can do this year if you are determined, bound and determined to have some new checklists to uh, give yourself in the upcoming year. Okay, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know I did. That was my first time reading through those. That was, uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> Not going to lie. Might have to see if I can apply any of those things in my life. But let's end this episode with the question of how... Do we actually start making positive change in our lives? As I said before, nothing wrong with wanting change. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be better than you are now. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be somewhere new if God told you to do it. But let me tell you this. If you got an idea in April, excuse a random month, if you got an idea in April about something that you felt you really should do as a change in your life or a new goal to set. Well, would you wait until the next year to start? No. You will start now and you will not wait until next year to do it. If it really is important to you, you're not going to wait. You're going to start implementing that now, or at least you're going to start doing some research as to how you can implement it and start making a battle plan, a game plan, right? And that's why, to me, in a nutshell, New Year's resolutions are, simply put, stupid. Because, just because there's one slash one on your calendar, why does that mean you need to make all these changes to your life? You make changes to your life when God tells you to make changes to your life, young man, right? If you're, uh, <laughs> for those of you guys who are, for those of you who are married, if your wife asks you to do something, you know very well you better not wait until the New Year's to do it, Right? You don't make it a New Year's resolution and say, baby, I love you, but I'm going to wait until next year to do that because I just really want to start the, the year fresh 
and be able to say that I did the whole year doing that without any hitches, without any hiccups. Yeah, that'll go over well. (laughs) But if it's really important to you, you start implementing it now. When God tells you to do something and he gives you a time frame to do it, you do it within his time frame, not your own. Remember, you can plan your way, but the Lord will direct your steps. So by setting New Year's resolutions and showing that you've waited this whole time to set these new goals, it shows to me and tells me instantly that these things aren't actually important to you. I read a study recently that said that 45% of Americans set New Year's resolutions and only 8% of that 45% actually, um, or was it 8% of the total? Anyway, only 8% actually follow through with them. 8%. It's not even a tenth. (laughs) Seriously. Because why? Some of them were actually focused and committed to doing it. Others, the vast majority of everyone else, it was just something to do. They gave into peer pressure. It's just a dumb tradition that we do, so on and so forth. It wasn't actually a personal important thing to them. It wasn't an actual important effective, relevant change that they wanted to see in their own lives. That's not what it was at all. It was just something to do, something they could feel better about themselves with, you know, they could tell others they were working on this thing. And because of that, they could feel better about themselves. Say, oh, look at all the changes I'm making in my life, you know, so on and so forth. And I've already having people, it's not even the new year, I'm already having people ask me, well, what are your, what's your goals for next year? What's your goals? Who do you want to be? And I hate that question so much. It's so dumb because I already know who I am. Maybe if you ask me what I want to do, that might be a different answer. But it's not going to be just because it's that specific new year. There are always things that I want to do, and I always want to see them come to fruition, but not just for the sake of a specific calendar year. Right, guys? So... That's why I think New Year's resolutions are dumb, and you should too. But if you want to go ahead and set resolutions, give yourself realistic ones, like adding all your pets as dependents on your taxes. At least you'll get some money back. But regardless of what you guys do and which plan of action you choose to take or not take, I wish you all a very, very happy New Year. I'm praying that it's the best year yet for you guys. And I'm praying that you get new revelation and wisdom and insight into the character of God and who he made you to be. And that's a growing wisdom and stature in favor with both God and man. And that you know, most of all, that you are blessed and highly favored. All right, guys. So I will see you in the new year. Bye.